All right. Good morning, everyone, and happy Monday. It is January 10th, uh, and we are here to start our week off right with a good old Malaga Drive Hoops betting podcast. I'm here with Sarge, as usual, off the backs of a pretty damn fun Sunday for me. I uh, I cashed Clippers plus four. I cashed uh, Magic plus seven. I cashed Grizzlies plus four and a half. The Warriors won. Clay looked good, so it was a great Sunday for me, bro. I think that brings me to – let me pull it up to make sure. Uh, pulls me up officially to 81 and 73. Uh, a lot of work to be done, though. Not even half Fun, fun little slate today. Not a ton of games, but it's kind of the sweet spot where it's not too many, where it's like over fucking whelming, uh, but it's not boring as well. How are you doing, bro? I know we, we did a, a whole other pod yesterday, so I, I know what's going on in your life, but uh, you you get to watch my hoop yesterday? Were you focused on just Warriors Cavs or? I, I watched, so I just, the only game I really watched was Warriors Cavs. That's about it. Um, and then I watched some of the Laker game, but we were recording for most of it. So I kind of had it on in the corner of my eye. Um, but yeah, I was, it was actually like, you kind of got, had to choose what games you wanted to watch yesterday. Like yeah. the, if you wanted to watch the good football game, then you had to turn on that. If you want to watch a Laker game, turn on that Laker game, but I watched the Clays return and then we recorded. So I'm going to be locked into hoops today. Yep. I love it, bro. I, uh, I was watching all day. So I watched that early morning. I didn't watch. I watched the second half of like the Nets Spurs game. That was actually pretty damn fun. Uh, move that into the Hawks Clippers. That was fun for me because Bogey kind of got cooking and the Clippers won. And then I moved right into the Magic Wizards and then Warriors Cavs. So I watched a lot of hoop yesterday. Um, I probably watched more hoop this last week, like live basketball, than I have in a while. So I feel decently good. I, obviously, you know, going three and no helps, but. Uh, we got a, a new week to attack, so let's do that. We got the first game of the day: the Jazz and the Pistons. Pistons plus eleven at home. Um, this this is a smash spot for the Utah Jazz. Um, Rudy Gobert still going to be out, but uh, a team like the Pistons, where you know Isaiah Stewart is their six nine center, um, and he still has his issues. And then Trey Lyles, when it, when it's not him, it's Trey Lyles, and so Rudy Gobert would have had to be outside of the paint, you know, on him anyways. Um, Look, I, I just don't – I don't like – first off, the, the Jazz aren't going to lose this game. But, you know, we're looking at, okay, do they cover this? Um, I would rather go with the Jazz here. Um, you know, they're off two straight losses. Last game was a frustrating L. Um, you lose to a Pacers team that's been down in the dumps really all year. And, honestly, the Pacers were the better team. Um, I, I, we were – I mean, I was on the Jazz that game. Um, I think you like them. Um, but uh, again, it's, it's just a matter of time before the jazz get back to their blow it out, blow team out ways. I know there's no Rudy, but everyone else should be good to go. I just, I know there's no Rudy, but I, I just, I struggle to see how the Pistons are going to consistently score. Um, they're kind of hard to, you know, peg because they've had some good games this month. They beat the, the bucks outright in Milwaukee, but they've also had some terrible games, um, you know, 30 point L's to the Hornets and uh, Grizzlies. And I know those two teams are pretty decent, but the Jazz are, you know, one of the best teams in the league. So I definitely lean the Jazz here, but you're seeing it definitely factored in by the books. 11 point spread at home uh, implies about 14, which is about as big as you'll get in the regular season. 
Yeah, I would like it a lot more if <clears throat> if Gobert was in. I think one of the reasons they lost to the Pacers is they didn't have Gobert. Um, and people forget, like, Gobert is, is a huge, 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 huge part of this team on both ends of the floor, like even on offense. Um, and so without Gobert, it makes it hard for me to want to play the Jazz. I think if he was in, it'd be a pretty easy play. But then again, the line would be different. Um, <laughs> yeah. But for me, it's just a stay away. Pistons at home, no Gobert, no Joe Ingles either. Um, so yep. it hurts their depth a little bit. Uh, but, it. yeah, just not going to play this game uh, without Gobert. I just yeah. – it's really hard to put, like, a number on Gobert and how important he is in terms of the spread. Uh, but I do important. think – yeah, if I if I did have to choose a side, I would, I would pick Utah just because I think the most likely scenario is they win this game by double digits. Yep, I'm with you. Um, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm normally a, a dog guy, a big spread guy. And I, I mean, I still am, but I, I think, you know, if the, uh, I was forced to bet on this game. I would definitely go with the jazz here today. Um, all right. Next game. I do have a play. I have locked it in. We got the Milwaukee bucks and the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, give me the bucks minus two today. They just played the Hornets the other day it was plus they were plus one and a half. Um, and you've seen it like uh, if you're counting through zero, that's a four point movement. I'm just going with the books today. You've seen it plenty of times, a revenge spot. Very rarely do, uh, you know, even when two teams are evenly matched, do does one team win both games? Um, and then even more so when it's a better team, you know, I don't see the Bucks going into Charlotte twice and losing both games. That's just one of those things. If you're a championship team, you just don't let little shit like that happen. I know they're going to be without Drew. Are they getting some guys back today, though? I wanted to ask you. There's no Drew, no Grayson Allen, no George Hill, no Brooke Lopez, obviously, but Dante, Pat Conton, Pat Conton might come back. I don't know about Dante. He's not on the injury report, but he's just a, a guy that sometimes I feel like they don't put on the injury report because he's missed so many games, but he definitely should be. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't play last game. I think he might have rested last game. I think Dante will be back, but regardless, honestly, if he's not like, I think Giannis and, and Chris Middleton are enough to get over the hump. I mean, this very team just beat the Brooklyn Nets, and I know the Brooklyn Nets are struggling, but they're still a better team than the Hornets overall. Um, I don't see them losing too straight. If I get beat on a hook because they only win by one, so be it. But I think they get the win today. I feel very, very confident about that. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and, and – Already did locked it in minus two. And Dante's huge, honestly. Like, just you're gonna have. I think West Matthews or someone's been starting at point guard. <clears throat> I don't know who they're starting at this point, yeah. but just getting a couple more minutes for like a Dante DiVincenzo, who's kind of miles ahead of these guys without George Hill, it yeah. is important, especially in a small spread that's only two points. So I think having Dante back uh, is is big for them uh, in terms of covering two, for sure. Uh, next game: the San Antonio Spurs and the New York Knicks. Uh, love the Spurs team. I know they're down bodies, but you saw them last game. Uh, we talked about it. Hey, like if Lonnie Walker suits up, I like it a lot more. Lonnie did end up suiting up and it was really, really big for the Spurs um, for them to end up staying in that game and ultimately almost winning that game. They almost pulled that one out. Uh, that was super fun. Primo is honestly pretty damn good. Like he's still so young, but he's very, very talented. Hit a couple really big shots played 33 minutes and didn't look out of place out there. You still have the two best players in Jakob and DeJounte. This next team is a mess, dude. Like they look, they have random outbursts 
we're like, okay, quickly and Fournier and RJ are hitting, but most more often than not, they don't play all that good. And so I like the Spurs getting six and a half here. Um, I know the Knicks are off a blowout, but it's just like this Knicks team consistently lets down. And I don't really know that they should be six, seven point favorites against very many teams. I know this first team is un, uh, undermanned right now, uh, but they're really well coached. And you just saw them. They went down to the wire with the Brooklyn Nets team, who, again, is much better than this Knicks team. I don't know that I'm going to lock it, but I am uh, definitely lean the Spurs here. And this is one of the games that I, I've been eyeing um, and will continue to eye throughout the day. I just don't think there's that big of a difference between these two teams, despite the injuries. Um, just not a Knicks guy right now and haven't been for a while. I'll continue to fade them in a lot of spots. Wish I grabbed uh, Boston the other day because they waxed them. Um, and again, I, I just, I think more often than not, there's going to be certain spots that, you know, play up for the Knicks. Like, hey, this is a good Knicks spot. And tonight might be because they're off a loss. But more often than not, I feel very comfortable fading this Knicks team. With all these San Antonio guys out, as well it it makes them or it forces pop to play a tighter rotation he usually doesn't like playing Dejounte more than like 35 36 minutes at most um and and Jakob like 32 33 just because I mean injury history for Dejounte but he's just been a guy that runs kind of a, a pretty strict tight rotation where guys don't really get up into like the you know the the Nick Nurse minutes where they're going crazy um Josh Primo played 39 minutes Diallo played 37, DeJounte played 40. So when you're getting better players on the court for a longer oh, period of time, yeah. Um, sure, you got you know Tyler Johnson off the bench, Jock Londale, Devontae Kaycock playing some minutes, but um Bryn Forrest playing some minutes. But when you have the starters playing more minutes, it just I, I like I like the Spurs here. And you see a lot the of Knicks time. are bad. Yeah, I, I like that point though, bro, because you see a lot of times shorthanded teams get extra points. But it almost helps at a time uh, at in certain areas because, you know, there's less thinking. They know they're going to be playing 40 minutes. They can get into a rhythm. They can just get comfortable. As long as they're not tired, it, it can honestly help. And you've I've seen so many times where a eight man rotation comes out and overperforms because all those guys are just comfortable and they know they don't have to look over their shoulder. Um, and, and especially you know on a team with the Spurs where Pop will bench your ass. Um, he can't really afford to do that. So I think they play with a little bit more freedom and you saw them going to Brooklyn with absolutely nothing to lose and hang with a, a very good Nets team. So um, I'm with you, bro. The only thing that scares me here is that uh, the Knicks are off a loss and they do have random detonation games at home. It's just very random. So um, we'll see next game, the Pacers and the Celtics. This is a game that I, I probably want to stay away from. Um, and there's a couple of reasons why I think the Celtics for me, are the hardest team to bet in the NBA. They're just so volatile. Sometimes they look really damn good. Sometimes they look pitiful. Um, and you really aren't quite sure which one you're going to get. You know, you get a, a good version against the Knicks where they blow them out. And the game before, they blew a huge lead. So uh, for me, I think six is fair. And you look on the other side, the Pacers aren't great. Uh but you look at, and really, they've lost a lot of really close games. Um, not, not just recently but all all season long but recently i mean you go through it um you know they they just beat the jazz at home before that they lost to brooklyn but again super undermanned uh but and covered lost to new york by 10 but lost by four to the Cavs. lost by two to the to the bulls 
uh, lost by eight. You know, it, they're in most of these games. Um, might get Malcolm back today. I think they might even get Karras. So I, I think if anything, I'd lean the Pacers here today as long as Malcolm comes back. But it is an Achilles, which is, you know, a tough injury. So I don't know if he comes back. Um, where are you at on this one? My, too, the, the Malcolm Brogdon's injuries are so annoying. Like, that guy gets injured for the longest amount of times out of nowhere without even, like, an actual injury. Like, his Achilles will just get sore, and all of a sudden he's done for two weeks. It's it, besides it's the, the point. It's the same cycle every year with him. He starts off really, really hot, and then he gets hurt and just fades out the rest of the year. Yeah, it's so – I'd be so frustrated as a Pacer fan or, like, as an organization. But, like you said, the Celtics are just all over the place, right? Like, they, they beat a good Suns team um, – I. I think at the end of December, crushed them. Then they go ahead and and almost get beat by Magic Magic and win in overtime, lose to the Spurs, barely beat um, the Knicks last game after coming off a loss to the Knicks. It's just like it's so up and and down. And then last last game I was like, I'm scared of the six-and-a-half-point spread. I know everything points to them blowing them out, um, and they did, but – I was just scared. Like they, they're just so inconsistent and the Knicks only scored 75 points, but yeah, for me here, I, I, I would lean Celtic. I mean, I would lean Pacers barely if Brogdon and Levert are back, but uh, it's, it should be a fun game to watch. I just don't want to put money on it. Yeah. I'm sad. I'm sad. I, I've tuned in a ton of Pacers games this year. Ultimately. And well, I mean, Stevenson might come out and drop 85 real points. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. Um, all right, next game, Cavs and Kings. And hey, I was hoping to get like three, two and a half here for the Cavs. I think you have a perfect look in at the, the difference of these two teams. The Cavs went into Portland and beat, smacked them up by double digits. The Kings went into Portland and got beat. I think it just shows you the class difference between those two. They, the, These two teams both just played the same team in the same situation back-to-back and one team won by double digits and the other got smacked up, I think, by double digits. So um, the thing is here, you know, when a team has lost a lot and then they come back at home, generally a recipe to uh, get a dub. That's why I hit the Magic yesterday. That's why I hit the Clippers yesterday. You're getting the Kings at five. I think the books have the their angle covered. Look, if this was two and a half, three, give me the, give me the Cavs here today. Fives, I think, a, a little bit pushing it to the point now where you know, I'm almost looking at maybe taking the Kings here um, at an eight point difference at home, but I don't think I'm going to do it. I, I do. Yeah, no, no shot. You can bet on the Kings. Yeah. I don't think you got the balls to bet on the Kings. They've just been uh, so bad lately. Like really, really horrible. They got Alex Lund playing center and Marvin Bagley playing the four. I, they're, it's honestly sad. Like every year you're like, all right, they look good. And then all of a sudden it's just like, all right, they're not going to make the playoffs. So they're right back to where they were the year before. It's just, it's sad. But I, I would, if I had to bet this game, I still would take Cleveland minus five. I, I, I just trust their system a lot more. I trust their defense a lot more than the Kings. Um, and Cleveland, I, I know the, the game was technically close yesterday at the end, but they kind of got beat up a little bit by the Warriors. So I think they come in locked in, ready to go here yeah. uh, against Sacramento today. That's another good point. You know, Cleveland's not a team that you want to bet against after a loss, for sure. You don't uh, – just betting against good teams after losses is just not a profitable strategy. In fact, it's, I'd argue, a, a very profitable strategy is just blindly betting good teams after losses. 
Um, <clears throat> here again, they're, they're making the spread tough so that you got to think about it, but I, I get what you're saying. Um, Cavs off a loss against a team they're much better than. I, I can definitely see them getting there. Um, all right, uh, last two games are right yeah. in games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going to say you missed the Philly-Houston game. Yeah, we got the Philly and the – Philly and the Rockets, um, my book has them just at the bottom because they're makeup games. Um, Philly, 10.5 point favorites. These two teams matched up uh, in Philly, like early, I think early this last week. Um, and it was a close game up until half. And then Philly ran away with it. Um, in that game, they didn't have KPJ and Wood, though. Should have them both back. Houston's a really hard team for me to read um, right now because I don't think they're good, but I also think they have flashes um and potential um you know i i think we both liked them against the mavs and we saw the mavs smack them up um then from there they just played the t wolves i think and got smacked up so yeah they got destroyed I, I can't bet it here i think that look if you're just going pure basketball i think that the sixers should smack them up but it's you know a ten and a half point spread at home um they're coming off a couple losses they just lost to this team. You'd like to think there's going to be a good effort here today, uh, but I, I don't think I can bet this one. What's the Sixers team total at? That might be something you want to look at because the Rockets defense has been so, so bad. Like, I've been watching every game, and it has been, like, next level bad to where dudes are just running down the, the middle of the floor. No one guards them, and they just have a wide-open layup, like, five or six possessions a half. The, the defense is so bad. They give 141 to the Timberwolves, 130 to the Mavericks. They give 133 to the 76ers, 132 to the Lakers, 120, 124 to the so Nuggets. What would uh, what would the number have to be for you to feel comfortable? Dude, I think... Like, uh, that's realistically, like, I, I know I, I hear all you, but what number would you be like, all right, I feel comfortable hearing that? What's the cutoff? Probably like 119 and a half over. It's 119. Is it 119? Yeah. Which for me, if I'm betting on a slow pace team to score 120, it's it's just yeah. tough. I, I'm with you. The defense is horrific, but like that's big. I mean, that's a big no, number. I was expecting it to be yeah. like 116, 117. Yeah, which you'd like a lot more, but the Sixers play at a slow pace. Um, they just matched up and you would think that, you know, like you can play terrible defense and still give up less than 119, you know? Yeah. Cause people miss shots. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, uh, the books have it covered there too. I, I, I get you though. Like, I mean, they're, they're give they're, they've been a walking 130, you know, minimum. So it's just tough, you know, because in my eyes, I'm always like, they're, they're going to snap out of it eventually. And I know the time I bet on them, they'll snap out of it. But I, I, I feel you. I feel you for sure. But from a straight up, like, just point standpoint for me, um, I'll probably stay away. I, Houston's gotten smacked up a little bit uh, in the last couple of games. Um, they did beat the Wizards, but I, I think they come out ready to play here today. I really do. I, I think really last game and the game before we were embarrassing for them. So um, if I had to choose a side, I think. I think I'd take Houston because they're at home, but I, I don't like it. Yeah, I feel you. All right, last game of the day. Brooklyn Nets and the Tor uh, Toronto and the Portland Trailblazers. Portland catching nine at home. Uh, <laughs> dude, 
Portland's actually like they're obviously not good, but you look at their last four games at home. They beat Atlanta. They lose a close one to Miami. They lose by 13 to the to the Cavs, but it was a five point game with like five minutes left. And then they smack up the Kings. Um, you look on the other side. Brooklyn's been bad, bro. Like, all right, <laughs> I don't even remember where we were, but. Um, Brooklyn Nets, Portland Trailblazers. I was trying to say the Nets have been terrible. Honestly, the Nets have been terrible. And the Blazers are not good, but I feel confident enough that at home they don't get blown out unless they're going against a really good team. Um, And I know the Nets are very good. And, hey, this might be the day where they get loose. Um, But nine, I I feel like nine's a lot for the way the Blazers have been playing and the way the Nets have been playing. How do you feel about that? Yeah, it's just tough. You got Kyrie Irving back too, and we just haven't seen Kyrie Irving this year. We've seen him one time, and it's I just – I honestly forgot about that. Yeah, it's really, really impossible to try to get a read on, on this Brooklyn team now that you got Kyrie back. I mean, you can't say that it's not going to help. Like, it's going to help. So, it's uh, really I just don't – I would just stay away from this game, honestly, uh, because there's, there's a lot of uncertainty on both sides. Uh, Portland's looked good at home, technically, even without Damon CJ, but – now you got Kyrie uh, coming into a a bad in the last three games Brooklyn team, um, so just a full stay away from me at this point. Yep, um, with you. All and right, then let's... Seth Curry is questionable now. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw a couple of the Philly guys closer to lot get <clears throat> some tag questionable tags on them, just because they haven't rested anyone in a really long time. And I know they need to win games, but against Houston. Wouldn't be surprised if you saw a couple guys sit. Yeah. Uh, on the other end, though, uh, Eric Gordon is going to be out for Houston, too, which I, I honestly think matters. Um, 100%. He's shooting like 100% from three. For, yeah, for this Houston team. So, for me, guys, without a doubt, Milwaukee Bucks minus two today. Um, I think that's the one I feel the strongest about. Um, I like the Spurs plus six and a half, but, you know, the more I think about it, Back-to-back, already kind of rail thin. Knicks playing for their lives. I could see the Knicks covering. I don't think I'll play it, but I, you know, I, I do think in general six and a half would be too much. Um, I like the Pacers. You did get me kind of onto the Cavs, but five, you know, like five <laughs> is, is in that weird spot where, you know, a team can – they could be up four with, you know, a minute left or up six with a minute left and not cover that. So um, I think I'll stay away. And, and you're right. Kyrie being back in the mix, you know, I, I almost like, I'm kind of confused why that totals 228. You know, I, I know the Nets have had a good defense overall, but uh, you know, Nets should be able to score at will against that team. Um, and then, you know, Blazers try to play faster to make up for it. I don't know. I like to over 228. Let me look at what that team total is. Um, I'd say I'd ha- like 115 or less, I'd like it. It is 118. So, yeah, okay. It's it's kind of covered. But uh, what about you, bro? Yeah, I think my most confident play, too, is Milwaukee minus two. I just think the spot is perfect for them. Um, but outside of that, a lot of just uncertainty like we've seen in the NBA for a while, but I think my next favorite is probably Cleveland minus five. I just believe in the team. 
they're coming off a, a pretty embarrassing loss to, to the Warriors that everyone was watching. So I think they come in pretty locked in, and Sacramento's been bad. So yeah. um, I, I'd lean Cleveland minus five. It's not a full lock and load play. But um, I'd also look at the Philly team total. I know it's high, but Houston's just been so bad on defense. You might mm-hmm. want to ride that way for a little bit until it gets better. Yeah, I feel you. Um, all right, that about does it. I think uh, I think I'm gonna probably just ride with one play unless there's like a prop. I haven't looked at the props. Um, I have been playing a lot of them lately, but again, so annoying when like the usage is there for the prop, but they just like miss shots. Um, yeah, like Anthony, I feel like is the perfect example of that like he can go out there and take 20 shots, but only make eight, and so yeah. his point prop doesn't hit what yeah. he should every game because he's getting so many opportunities. Exactly. And I've had plenty of times, too, where I remember I had Anthony Edwards against the Lakers and he shot like eight of 21. It's like he makes one more shot and, and you get it. But uh, can't control that. I will I, I will say, though, like I, I will look at some props here today um, again with COVID and some of these matchups. You, you sometimes can find an edge, but I don't know. There's not honestly too many guys missing today, which is nice. Um, but thank you guys for joining us on this Monday. Uh, good luck with whatever you bet. Again, I'm going to take Hornets minus two, or sorry, Bucks minus two to the bank. And then uh, we got a fun little site tomorrow that we'll be back getting after. Good luck with everything you bet, guys, and we'll talk to you soon. Peace. Peace.